The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash earnings right now. NetSuite.com slash earnings. Let's get to our guest for the half hour. Suresh Tantia is with a senior investment strategist at Credit Suisse on the line from Singapore. Suresh, thanks for being with us. I was looking at your note and you say the firm it does remain tactically overweight global equities. I'm looking at the Bloomberg M Live survey, the latest one that we've had. 60% of our respondents say there is a low or zero probability that the Fed is going to be able to engineer a soft landing, that we're essentially looking at recession. Very high odds of that happening. How can you be overweight global stocks right now? Isn't there more downside ahead? Good morning. Um, I think definitely market is going to remain volatile because there is still a lot of uncertainty when it comes to inflation, risk of recession. But the reason why we are um, still overweight um, on equities and not advising investors to cut exposure is because I think uh, we are going to see peak inflation in this quarter and uh, probably uh, uh, the peak hawkishness from Fed in the Q4. So as uh, bond yields stabilize, we are going to see a recovery in the equity market. We have already seen that in the last uh, one month or so as bond yields have come down it has provided some sort of support to the uh, equity market, despite the fact that earnings have been not that great. So we don't deny the fact that the growth is going to slow down going forward. Um, next year, we are looking at US economy growing at 1%. But still, um, I think given the uh, fall in bond yields, it's quite likely that equities will be supported. When we look at what we're expecting from the Fed this week, and we know that's going to be an aggressive hike, how much are they looking at what we're hearing from corporates? I mean, we just had Walmart saying that thriftier shoppers are really hurting their outlook. So so this meeting, we are expecting Fed to hike policy rate by 75 basis point. And uh, by the end of the year, um, the Fed rates could be between 3.5% to 3.75%. So definitely higher rates will have impact on the corporate earnings. Um, I, in fact, I think uh, the analyst um, estimates are still very high. Uh, the market is looking at uh, $228 uh, per share of earnings for S&P 500 this year, which seems a bit high. So we are definitely going to see more earnings downgrade for the uh, US equity market. Nevertheless, I think peak hawkishness from Fed is going to provide support to the uh, prices. So peak inflation, peak Fed hawkishness, by extension, I'm going to assume that you're also expecting peak dollar. 
um i think next couple of months dollar could still could remain strong um until we get um, further rate hikes but uh, come september i think there'll be better quality uh, clarity from fed and eventually we would expect dollar to weaken so we are looking at currencies like sing dollar or um, in uh, the developed market space canadian dollar uh, norwegian krona all these currencies to appreciate against us dollar that's way through into ASEAN market performance. Do you expect that we will see a bit more of a switch back to there from uh, the likes of the move into China equities? I think China equities are going to outperform um, going forward. It's a beaten down market uh, over the last 18 months. Where the market has lost one third of its value. And uh, China is going to be the only country going forward where policy will be easing. We know that the government is going to spend a lot of money via fiscal policy to revive the economy. So going forward, I would expect a recovery to take place and that should uh, support the outperformance of China compared to Southeast Asia. We have been seeing a little bit of a, a move lower in the oil market ahead of the Fed meeting and Morgan Stanley cutting their price forecast on this reduced demand outlook. Your view here on the oil market, particularly as we have these recessionary fears, Suresh? I think oil prices are going to remain range bound. So we are looking at uh, Brent moving to 115 in the next uh, few months, which would be roughly 10% uh, upside from here. But we are not looking at substantial upside uh, because um, the demand is going to slow down going forward as uh, global growth comes down. And not to forget that right now there is a very strong demand because of the uh, summer driving season. So as uh, summer is over, that demand will come down. On the supply side also, um, OPEC has been increasing supplies and we know that um, China and India have been buying Russian oil. So I think going forward, the supply demand balance in the oil market is going to improve and that should uh, cap the upside. So that's why we are looking at very range bound trade, um, only 10% upside to $115 in the next uh, few months. So you mentioned consumption, not only from China, but India as well. Are, are you looking at positivity in both of those economies as we move forward? Yes, so we can clearly see that uh, in China, things are going to improve as the government spends money on infrastructure and all other uh, sort of sectors to revive the economy. So that should improve the demand for oil. Um, for in, in India as well, um, the domestic economy has been doing extremely well. Um, it's still coming out of pandemic. So fuel consumption, um, the industrial metal consumption, economic activity, all of them have been seeing very strong uh, growth. So I think demand from India and China will remain strong going forward and uh, they can clearly absorb supplies coming out of Russia. We've been seeing uh, a move higher in the pre-market in Alibaba shares as it seeks this primary Hong Kong listing, uh, really trying to get China investors to. Are you kind of looking at that crackdown being mostly over, particularly after we saw Didi as well handed that fine? Absolutely. I think a large part of the crackdown has already happened going forward we might see some fine-tuning of the regulations by authorities, but we are not expecting new regulations on the Chinese uh, tech sector. And that's why one way to play the China recovery going forward would be to take exposure to these beaten down technology names. Because most of these stocks are down 50 to 70% in the last two years because of the economic slowdown and because of the regulatory crackdown. So going forward as the economy recovers, crackdown seems to be over then we are going to see a re-rating of all these uh, stocks. 
I'm curious to get your take on how you evaluate geopolitical risk right now, whether it's war in Ukraine or U.S.-China tensions. Where Ed was talking about the situation as it relates to the Nancy Pelosi visit, potential visit to Taiwan. Is geopolitical risk among your chief concerns? Um, I, I think the key concern is still about the um, Ukraine-Russia conflict because that seems to have direct impact on commodities and uh, the economic outlook. Uh, China-Taiwan risk is more of a deal risk. Um, sometimes it flared up uh, as um, you know we see um, international uh, leaders uh, visit uh, Taiwan. Uh, then we see some flare up or tensions. But I don't think that is a key concern to take um, exposure to China or Asian markets at the moment. I, I think the key concern is still about Russia, Ukraine, because um, if the tensions flare up, then we could see higher commodity prices and economies could slow down. And just very quickly, uh, Suresh, just give us your view on why you have a preference at the moment for EM uh, high credit bonds. And the reason being that yields are very high. If you look at the emerging market hard currency bonds, they are yielding 8.4% in US dollar. This is the highest yield in the last 10 years. Although there are a lot of risk, um, given the, um, the recent news flow about uh, Chinese uh, homeowners spending their mortgage payments, but we think a lot of that news is only there in the price. And that's why we prefer emerging market hard currency bonds within the fixed income market. All right. Thank you so much, Suresh Tantia, Senior Investment Strategist at Credit Suisse on the line for us from Singapore. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Success is more than a destination. It's dedication, it's fortitude, and it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years, and it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. It's the best of each of us, made better by the best in all. All of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a Stiefel Financial Advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.